Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Don Scott Damon, and you are listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. And I like to say this is a program where we don't just have a talk show, we have a walk show because I want to empower you to walk out the principles that we talk about during this podcast so that you can experience freedom in your life. You know, I totally believe God's word and in the word he says that Jesus says that he came to give us life and that more abundantly. Can I hear an amen out there in the audience? Amen. So we um we believe in having freedom and walking in that abundant life that Jesus gave us. Now, you, I, I think you're probably going, that sister that just said amen either has a really bad cold or a really low voice. So it kind of gave away my surprise. But, hey, everybody, I want to let you know that tonight we're going to do something special. It's always fun for us as sisters when we get to listen to one of the brothers. And every now and then it's good for us to have a male perspective on the program. I say every now and then, right? So you heard his voice. I want to introduce to you, everybody, Paul Damon. And yes, he is my husband, but he's also one of the greatest teachers in our country right now in what it means to be a steward. So I want you to give a big sister girl welcome to Paul Damon. Hello. Hey, Paul. And uh, thank you so much for doing this with me. Absolutely. And I appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule to come and be on the program. So welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you. Hey, as you know, our program is about freedom, and it is for the women who are listening. And I imagine we have some men that listen, too. But I think one of the areas where women really struggle, and people in general, is in the area of finances. I mean, nothing will get you bound up faster than having your finances and and your money, you know, out of order. Yes. And so um, today we don't have to just talk about money, but I wanted you, since we had the opportunity to be on the program, I know you teach about stewardship, and that's more than just money. Mm -hmm. And so let's just talk about that a little bit. Um, You say something in one of your presentations that at some point in a woman's life, she is going to be solely responsible for her finances. Correct. Yes. Over 90% of women will at some point in their life be responsible for their own finances without someone else to help them, either because of divorce or the loss of their spouse to death. Right, and so we probably have a lot of women who are single that are listening, and like you said, that they've gone through divorce, and for whatever reason, they are in that place right now, responsible for their finances. And um, speaking of freedom, you know, for women, one of the areas in our ministry, when we're ministering to women, the bitterness that comes because they used to be provided for, and through divorce, they're now stuck with or having to earn an income, they haven't been educated, and they fall into this very category that you're speaking of, that they are responsible now to earn an income. Yes, it's really a matter of getting educated, becoming more aware of your financial situation. Um, There are a lot of community-based classes that you can take on finances, on investing, on budgeting. There are a lot of free resources to help people with budgeting if that's a problem or debt management if that's a problem, Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly to get a handle on your financial situation, to know what your liabilities are, 
what your monthly obligations are, to become uh, more educated on how to best manage uh, the, the debt, if you have debt, how to best manage your income, how to manage your liabilities. Those are all very, very important. And there are resources out there, so you don't have to be alone. You don't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. You can get help. I think that's really important for women to hear because I think it's very scary. I know for me, when I went through a divorce, it was very painful, but it was also very scary. And it was my faith in God that helped me to know that the Lord was going to be faithful to his word and he was going to take care of me. But I also recognized that I was going to have to do my part and that potentially meant you know, stepping out of the ministry and going to work in a factory for all I knew. I didn't know. I, didn't, I, I assumed that that's not what the Lord had for me. But I discovered in that season that I could do much more than I thought I could. Right, yep. Yeah, we have more capabilities with God's help than we realize. And whether you're single for whatever reason or whether you're married and and responsible for the financial uh, aspect of your marriage or whether your spouse takes care of it, again, get educated, become more aware. Never allow financial management of your situation to be done entirely by somebody else without you having any knowledge of what's being done or how it's being done. So even if your spouse is taking care of it or primarily taking care of it, still you need to become educated, you need to become aware. Um, I always encourage uh, couples I work with that both the husband and the wife must attend at least one meeting a year when we review their financial situation, their goals and objectives, their financial resources, mm -hmm. very important. I think sometimes that women are afraid of this arena or they're very comfortable, you know, if you've got a husband, if you're if you're blessed and fortunate enough to have a husband that's taking care of that for you and you just you don't want to have to deal with it, but you bring up a really good point. There's two things there that there there's a responsibility on her part to be educated about the finances and secondly not to be afraid of it that don't let fear stop you from taking a look at your financial picture whether you're married or whether you're single. Right. Yeah, you know, people work with a financial advisor, someone like myself, for one of three reasons or a combination. One is they don't feel comfortable managing on their own. Two is they don't have the time to do it. Or three, they just don't have the interest. And so one or more of those things could be true for you or your spouse. That's okay, but you still need to become educated you still need to be aware of what's going on and where resources are being allocated and how money's being managed, invested. Um, are you on track for your financial goals or not? And those are very important um, things to be aware of. And, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot because we've not discussed this, but we, I deal with a lot of women who are have been in abusive situations. Yes. And I know that there are women who are kept in the dark on purpose mm -hmm. as it relates to their finances by their husbands or you know, spouses because that's power and control for them. Right. Is there any counsel or advice or thought that you could give to a woman who, how can she, how can she broach the subject if she's someone who doesn't know anything and, and her husband's been kind of... Um, heavy-handed in that area. Uh, 
if he's making all of the money, maybe she, maybe are there things like she should start her own savings or she could, could get her own job? Or I mean, I, I know we're in um, charted territory here, but these are realities in people's lives today. Absolutely. Yeah, gain at least gain skills so that you're prepared in case something happens where you can get a job, even if you don't go out immediately and, and gain employment, but to have skills, um, stay up to date with, Technology today changes so fast. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of community-based courses out there on different aspects of how to use technology, whether it be Microsoft Word or PowerPoint or Excel spreadsheets, all these different uh, tools that if you need to to get employment at some point and you don't have it today, uh, you're going to need those those skills. So stay up to uh, speed, um, keep your knowledge current, Keep your skills relevant and current so that you are in a position where you are not um, in a real financial bind because you, you can't gain employment because you don't have skills. Mm-hmm. And I would just add to that, too, that if you can begin to make small inroads into the awareness of your financial situation, just a comment perhaps to your husband you know, is, would there be an opportunity for us to sit and talk about a budget together or making small comments if he is co- completely controlling the finances and you have no awareness at all and you don't feel he's open to you knowing about it, I would just say that that is not an acceptable situation. Correct. Okay. Please press through as best you can. I know every situation is different, it's unique, so there's no blanket statement, but as you mentioned, continue to, to encourage your spouse, your husband, to allow you to be part of the process, um, to be involved in the process, and maybe you are managing the, managing the finances and your husband's not involved, and, and you feel alone for that reason. So mm, I see point. all different scenarios mm-hmm. out there. There's no mm-hmm. one-size-fits-all, but uh, mm-hmm. as much as possible, both spouses should be involved and engaged and at least informed as to what the financial situation is. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And um, because oftentimes it is that way. You're right. Women are in complete control of the finances, and the husband doesn't have anything. He just he doesn't even know how to sign his name. Right. And, you know, in fact, if some husbands would sign their own name on the back of their check. They'd probably get picked up for forgery because the wife mm-hmm. is always signing it. Right. And it doesn't even look like his signature. Right. But that's not healthy either because nope. they, that's power and control and. Yep. You know, for for anyone, any woman who has a spending problem, now we won't get into shopping and all well, of that. Well, we could, but we shouldn't because <laughs> it would be unhealthy. But no, but I think you're right. That's a balance. I want to shift uh, the subject just for a moment, and I want to ask you this question, and then we'll take a quick break. But uh, what if a woman is in a situation where, you know, the husband is leading this? area of the finances and they're on a budget and he's saying this is what's allotted and he's not a believer Hmm. and he doesn't want to give to the Lord. I hear this question all the time. How can a woman be a good steward and give to the Lord when she can't maybe give finances? Yes. Great question. Difficult situation. Um, if there is a certain amount of cash flow that she is responsible for or has to manage, she can give out of that, um, again, small amounts. God really wants our heart, and so he's not 
I don't believe keeping track of how much we're giving as far as a percentage, as much as are we trying to do our best to give as much as we can, to be as generous as we can with all that he's blessed us with. So in that situation, maybe they can't give financially, but can we give of our time? Can we volunteer at church? Can we serve at church? Can we serve in the community? Uh, God, uh, the kingdom needs our talents. It needs our time. And so he certainly wants all of us, including our time, talents, our treasure, and our relationships. I hope you're enjoying the podcast today, Financial Freedom and Women. And if you'd like to hear more from Paul Damon, he recently was our speaker at Tribes Church and did a phenomenal job on exploring this whole area of finances. So visit tribeschurch.tv and hit the media tab and you will hear the completed message from Paul Damon on finances. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is your Freedom Coach, Don Scott Damon, reminding you to visit my podcast and blog spot at Freedom Girl Sisterhood. That's freedomgirlsisterhood.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'm building that audience, and I'd like to know what you'd like to hear a show on or what area you'd be interested in. Now we return back to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. All right, well, welcome back. Sisters, I'm so glad that you are still with us. If you caught the first part, you were listening to part one of an interview that I did with Paul Damon, and we're talking about women and finances. I'm just committed to talking about and raising the conversation in every area that affects women, and finances is a big one. You know, for some of us women, we are taken care of, And we don't have to worry about our finances or our budgets being in order because we do it together with our spouses or we're a single woman and we know what we're doing. We're in control of that. But for many of you, you don't have a sense of where it is or you're married to someone who will not cooperate. You pay all the bills and you take care of everything, but you have a spouse potentially, someone in your family who feels like they're sabotaging your success. These all are areas that lead us to difficulty and bondage, even strongholds that the enemy can create and erect in our lives because we find ourselves living less than in the abundant life that God gave us. We feel sorry. We feel depressed. We feel angry. We feel sad. We feel broke, um, perhaps discouraged because this is an area of our life that is unmanaged or we don't feel that it glorifies God or we we definitely feel the pain of it. You know, we've had things repossessed or we can't pay for school for children. Finances is an area where the enemy can really build a stronghold in our lives. But Paul says in the New Testament in Philippians 4.12, I have learned the secret of being content, whether I am well-fed, if if I'm hungry, whatever circumstance I'm in, I have found the secret of being content. And I believe that's the first step in financial freedom, in freedom period, is finding the secret of being content. Contentment has to do with our peace with God and our 
trust, knowing that no matter what we are going through or no matter what situation or circumstance we're in, it is well with our soul. We know that God's got us. He's going to protect us. He's going to see us through. He's going to deliver us. And I am content in his timing. I'm content in my spirit and my soul, waiting on God because he is my best friend, and I know he's going to come through for me. Now, that doesn't mean I think everything is okay in my life. That doesn't mean I'm supposed to accept mediocre or status quo. That doesn't mean I allow crazy people to disrespect me or do whatever they want. But it means that I'm content in God knowing that my joy and my peace is not based on what's going on around me. Rather, it is based on what's going on inside me. And because my relationship with God is real, come on somebody, because it's genuine, I can be at peace and I can be content. Because you know what? You can't hurt me. I'm I'm hidden in the secret place and you can't touch me there. Satan, you can't have my mind. You can't rent space in my head. You can't fill my mind with fearful thoughts. And God is going to show himself faithful, and he will provide a way of escape, and you need to take it. So the next thing after you find that contentment is you start making those prayers. God, deliver me. Rescue me. Open the door. Show me what to do. Give me a tangible step that I can take. And until you do, I'm going to rest in you knowing you've got this and you're going to see me out. You're going to open the door. You're going to deliver me. So contentment is critically important. And at the same time, the prayer to God that says, I know this is not what you've called me to and there's got to be more. That's kind of interesting, isn't it, ladies, as you're listening, to say, wow, I have to be okay with the paradox. I'm content with where I am, but I'm not satisfied. I'm content. I'm at peace. I'm not disquieted in my spirit. And yet I know in the depth of my being, this isn't my forever and always. This is not my finish. This is not my resting place. This is not my destiny. I'm not going to stay here forever. And so I fully look forward to the time. I fully and eagerly and confidently expect and look to that moment when I am delivered and set free from these circumstances and released into my future. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Well, God bless you. And I hope that you've enjoyed listening to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I'd like to take a moment and pray for you as we bring this thing to a close. I pray that God would fill your heart with contentment and peace. I pray at the same time that God would disquiet you from areas that you've accepted and that you've believed the lie that it'll never get better and it will never change, that somehow your life is the sum total of what you deserve and that God's forgiveness and grace is not enough for you, that this you're stuck, you're trapped, this is it for you. I rebuke that lie in Jesus' name. I pray that God's contentment allows you to know without striving and struggling, He's got you. But I also pray at the same time that you'd be given courage and strength and determination to say no more. I stop the madness right here. Today's my day. I'm breaking out. 
Yeah, I'm making a jailbreak from the bondage, the bars that have trapped me and kept me down. I'm coming out of that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke fear that has kept you from looking at your finances. I rebuke fear that has kept you from saying, I need to know and I can ask and I have a right in this relationship to understand financial situations and I'm not going to be bullied out of knowing what I'm to do. I pray in Jesus' name that you would become, that you would become all that God's called you to be and what he ordained you to be from the very beginning of time. Your past does not define you. God's word defines you. And so I call you up to a new standard. I call you up to be a brave and courageous woman of God, filled with contentment, and yet hungering for more and more of Jesus and more and more of your calling. Well, amen, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this today. This is Dawn Scott Damon. I am your freedom coach, and you've been listening to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I hope you'll join me next week. Until then, God bless you, and have an awesome week. Peace out.